Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Injures at the Point podcast. I am your host, Tyler Aaron. If you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, it is at TylerAaron65, or you can follow the show's Instagram or Twitter at PenguinsFan65. And in today's episode, we will talk about, is Tristan Jari on the hot seat? In the next segment, we will talk about what NHL Network has ranked Penguins players in their respective positions, and then we will finish off this episode revisiting some of the best trades the Penguins have made in the last 10 years, and that is all coming up right after this drop. Alright, welcome back to this episode of the Injures at the Point podcast. I am your host, Tyler Aaron. If you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, it is at TylerAaron65. Or you can follow the show's Instagram or Twitter at PenguinsFan65. And in today's first segment of this episode, we are going to talk about is Tristan Jari on the hot seat? Could we see a different starting goaltender playing in Pittsburgh next season. So this is this season is Tristan Jari's last year left on his contract at a total cap hit of three point five million. Now overall, since he came into the league in 2016-2017, he's been a great solid contributor for the Penguins, but I think what puts him on the hot seat is his playoff success. Is not that great. I will be taking a look at his stats through the regular season and compare him to the playoffs in his career. So in his rookie season, 2016-17, he played one game, losing that game with a goals against average of 3.06 goals against average and a save percentage of point. 880. So overall, not the greatest for his first ever NHL game, but I mean, it's your first NHL game. Usually you're very f- nervous on that. So in his first like minor sample size with the team in 2017, 2018, he played 26 games, winning 14 games, six losses, two overtime losses. With a goals against average of 2.77 and a save percentage of .908. Not to mention, he also had two shutouts that season. So overall, a very terrific season for Tristan Jari as the backup to Matt Murray this season. Um, I mean, 14-6-2. I mean, you can't ask for anything better than that. In 2018-2019, he only played two games winning zero of them, losing one and the other one to an overtime loss with a goals against average of 3.5 and a save percentage of .887 with zero shutouts. Now with that, um, again, I don't know 
why his sample size after doing so well in 27-18. I guess the Penguins staff liked Casey Smith better that season, and Tristan Jari really spent most of that season in the AHL and on an injury. Uh, in the COVID-shortened season, uh, this was the year when he made the All-Star break in St. Louis with Chris Letang. Uh, he played 33 games, winning 20 games, 12 losses, one overtime loss with a goals against average of 2.43 and a save percentage of .921 with three shutouts. Great season. Um, it was probably it was way better, way back before the first half of the season. That's why he got picked to represent the Metropolitan Division in the All Star break. And overall. Um, that's a great season, way better than Matt Murray that season, mostly because uh, Matt Murray did not very play well that year. So in 2020-21, his first season as the Penguins starter in 39 games, he won 25 games, 9 losses, 3 overtime losses, a goals against average of 2.75 and a save percentage of 0.909 with two shutouts. That is a great opening campaign. Uh, he was very injured, so a lot of games went over to uh, Casey Smith at that point in time. Overall, it was the second best save percentage he had at that point in his career, with the first being that spectacular 2019-2020 season with a .921 save percentage. So, last season with the Penguins, playing 58 games, he won 34 of them, 18 losses, 6 overtime losses, a goals against average of 2.42, a save percentage of a .919 with 4 shutouts. That is a very great year, a lot of games played, a lot of wins. Goals against average is fantastic at 2.42, and a save percentage just under .920, and he also got some Vesna votes with clearly the most shutouts he's had in his career at four. So overall, that is great numbers for his, for the regular season for Tristan Jari. And now let's look over at the playoffs sort of things. So... His first ever playoff game was that game four of the qualifying round with Montreal. In that game, he lost it. He lost that game with a goals against average of 1.02 and a save percentage of a 9.52. Giving up two goals and having that kind of save percentage is amazing. A .952 save percentage, that is great. I feel like the Penguins would have easily beat the Montreal Canadiens in the qualifying round that year if we decided to play Tristan Jari over Matt Murray in those games. In the 2020-21 playoffs versus the New York Islanders, in six games he went 2-4-0 and four and zero with a goals against average of 318 and a save percentage of .888 with zero shutouts. Not what you want to see out of a goaltender who posted a a 2.75 goals against average and a .909 save percentage, not to mention 25 wins. So 
not exactly what you would like to see from your starting goaltender. And last season, you really can't judge him in a way because of uh, him being hurt. But in that one game he played, he lost that game with a 3.71 goals against average and a .867 save percentage with zero shutouts. And that I get Tristan Jari was injured for all that series in his first game back, and he still wasn't really at his 100% point with his broken leg. Um, I bet the Penguins are really regretting that with uh, overplaying him last season. But, um, like, overall with that, it's, like, if you, like, combine, like, all of his save percentage and his goals against average, it's not really that good. Like, his goals against average would average out at around three, and his save percentage would most likely be a bit under, maybe even a bit over a 900 save percentage. It's overall not what you want to see from your starting goaltender. Um, Tristan Jari will most likely want a pay raise after this season. I could see him getting north of $5 million. It just depends on what we can see out of Tristan Jari this season. If he fails to do so, fails to bring the Penguins back, to the playoffs, so like heck, not even making the playoffs. I mean, I think he would be gone after that. Tristan Jari has to prove this season that he can take the Penguins back to the playoffs and win a playoff series. That is the goal in this scenario. If Tristan Jari can see that, I think he is here to stay in a Penguins uniform for many years to come down the road. I obviously think that if Tristan Jari doesn't have the best season, uh, I think he will be gone. But at the end of the day, he will want more than $3.5 million for sure next season. But the Penguins, they're getting Jason Zucker and Brian Dumoulin off the cap next year. They will also be free agents at the end of the year. That frees up $9.6 million in cap space. Plus, if you multiply the 3.5. On top of that, that will average out, I think that's $12.1 million total. They freeing up just by that three players. And Tristan Jari will probably get a contract around $5 million per season around there. But yet, that all depends on how he does this season. But not including Tristan Jari. The top five goaltending free agents coming up. Is Frederick Anderson, Simon Vermolov, Mackenzie Blackwood, Jonathan Quick, and Alex Nedeljkovic. That is not really a great top five goaltending free agents. So the 2023 free agent class is it's very weak. Um, if you lose Tristan Jari, then you're going to have to pay some big bucks to get some elite goaltending such as Frederick Anderson and so on and so forth. So, and I don't think the Penguins will go down the trading route with Tristan Jari. I don't think that will be the case, but overall, I think if Jari does have a decent season, even if he has a bad one and is hurt, I still think he will be here to stay in a Penguins uniform. 
So those are my thoughts. I don't think Tristan Jari is on the hot seat yet, but if we revisit this down the road, like two or three years from now, if he's still in a Penguin uniform, then looking at his stats at that point in time, it really will determine if he's on the hot seat. So I think he's here to stay for now. So coming up in the next segment, we are going to talk about what NHL Network has ranked Penguins players in their respective positions, and that is coming up right after this. All right, I am back here on the Injures at the Point podcast. I am your host, Tyler Aaron. If you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, it is at TylerAaron65, or you can follow the show's Instagram or Twitter at PenguinsFan. 65. And in this segment, we are going to talk about what NHL Network has ranked a few Penguins players in their respective positions. So basically what NHL Network is doing is they're ranking the top 20 positional players. So they already did the top 20 centers, the top 20 wingers, and the top 20 defensemen. They have yet to do the top 20 goalies. And I know Tristan Jari's in that list, so that'll be an upcoming segment when they release the top 20 goalies. But getting started with the top 20 centers, in 18th place they ranked Evgeny Malkin, which last season in 41 games he scored 20 goals, 22 assists, 42 points with a plus-minus of minus 10. That is over a point per game. Um, I think he could potentially get higher up on that list from the likes of like JT Miller. I, I think JT Miller is better than Malkin in a way, but I think they've ranked JT Miller on that list. I think in, I think he was ninth on the list, but from 18th, I think that he is capable to crack the top 15 centers in the NHL, but from what his injury-prone season was last year, I feel like that is a great place to put him for right now. In fifth place on the centers, they ranked Sidney Crosby, in which in 69 games he scored 31 goals, 53 assists, 84 points, with a plus-minus of plus-19. Um, that is pretty much perfect right now for where Crosby is at in the point of his career. Um, he ha- he didn't really play a full season's worth, um, but like the top four, number one's McDavid, number two's Matthews, number three is Nathan McKinnon, and number four is Leon Dreisaitl. They're all younger and put up over 100 points every single season, so... That is a perfect place to put Crosby fifth on that list. Um, But I do miss the days where he was the best player in the league for a long time. But obviously, the older you get, the more your production drops. But not if your name's Sidney Crosby. Still never been under a point per game in his career. And I hope that continues on for the rest of his career. So... Moving right along to the top 20 wingers, the only winger that was represented by the Penguins was Jake Getzel in 14th place. In 76 games, he scored 40 goals, 44 assists, 84 total points with a plus-minus of plus 13. The same amount of points Crosby got 
last year. The only Penguin to immaculate 40 goals last season. Um, overall, I think that Jake Getzgogel can crack the top 10 over some of those players, but um, I actually disagree with where they placed Jake Getzel. I think he could have easily cracked the top 10 on that list. So that's all I got to say on Getzel. Moving on to the last that I have in the top 20 defensemen in sixth place is Chris Letang. In 78 games, he scored 10 goals, 58 assists, 68 points with a plus-minus of plus 20. Um, that is overall a career season for Chris Letang, and I think he could have easily hit the top five. Now, I don't think that he is as good as the likes of Victor Hedman or Roman Yossi, per se. But overall, for a career season, as a 35-year-old, I think that he could have cracked the top five on this list but hey um, you can't really say much more what a phenomenal season by Chris Letang um, he, he was placed really close to where I would have placed him I would have placed him around fifth so only one spot lower but overall great um, that is going to do it with the uh, of what NHL Network has ranked the Penguins players in their respective positions. Um, later, when the NHL Network releases their top 20 goalies, I will make a, a segment on that in the future of where they rank Tristan Jari, because I know for a fact Tristan Jari will be on that list. So coming up in the next segment, we are going to revisit some of the best trades the Penguins have made in the last 10 years and that is coming up right after this all right i am back here on the injures at the point podcast i am your host tyler aaron if you want to follow me on instagram or twitter it is at tyler aaron 65 or you can follow the show's instagram or twitter at penguins fan 65 and to wrap up this episode we are going to revisit some of the best trades the Penguins have made in the last 10 years. So I have found five trades that have really benefited the Penguins these past few five years and are some absolute steals. So starting off with the first trade here, I have the Phil Kessel trade to Pittsburgh. That deal took place on July 1st, 2015, and the Penguins acquired forward Phil Kessel, forward Tyler Biggs, defenseman Tim Erickson, and a second-round pick in the 2016 NHL Draft to Pittsburgh. In the Maple Leafs got defenseman Scott Harrington, forwards Kasperi Kapanen, and Nick Sparling, and a first and third-round pick in 2016. And also a little note on that trade, too, is Toronto ended up retaining $1.25 million per year on Kessel's contract. So, Phil Kessel was on the Penguins from 2015 to 2019, and in those four seasons, he played a total of 328 games for the Penguins, scoring 110 goals, 193 assists, for a total amount of 303 points, with a plus-minus of minus 11 
That is a great stat line for what the Penguins got with Phil Kessel. Um, almost a point per game. He was 25 games under a point per game before he got dealt to Arizona. Um, Tim Erickson uh, ended up later playing with the Capitals later in his career. And um, I don't know who that second round pick was or any of those draft picks were. So I apologize for that. And pretty much the big piece in this deal was Penguins prospect at the time, Kasperi Kapanen. And he's back on the Penguins now after that trade that went down a few years ago. But overall, a very good production year from Phil Kessel. And what we got out of it was tremendous of what we got out of him. So the next trade we are going to look at is the Patrick Hornquist deal that sent Patrick Hornquist to the Pittsburgh Penguins from the Nashville Predators for forward James Neal. Now, his contract extension was about to kick in with James Neal. It was, I think it was a five-year, six-million AAV contract, I think it was, and the Penguins was doing a complete roster haul on the team, even though James Neal scored 40 goals that previous season. But boy, what... Did it turn out for the Penguins? Nashville only had James Neal for a handful of seasons before he got dealt from Nashville to Vegas in the expansion draft. But for the Penguins with Patrick Hornquist, Hornquist played 407 games for the Penguins, scoring 132 goals, 132 of assists, for a total amount of points of 264, not to mention a plus-minus of 51. Patrick Hornquist was a very big key part when it came to winning the Cups back in 2016-2017. And basically, tremendous. He can get into players' faces. Uh, he can be a real troublemaker on the ice and his net presence was huge for the penguins when he played with them from 2014 to 2020 so moving on to the third trade on the list the penguins acquiring trevor daly from the chicago blackhawks in exchange for defenseman rob scuderi um basically with Rob Scuderi, it was his second stint with the team, I'm pretty sure. He was on the team when we won the Cup in 09 and went to L.A. and won a handful of Cups with the Kings and then came back to Pittsburgh. But Trevor Daly was a staple on the Penguins' blue line when he was here from 2015 to 2017. When Latang went down, he was our main guy to come up in overall. He was a great defenseman for us. In 109 games that he played with the Penguins, he scored 11 goals, 30 assists, 41 points with a plus-minus of plus 15. I already said my words on Trevor Daly. Heck of a player, and he got the big pay raise in Detroit in free agency after we won that second Stanley Cup. Next person on the list, I have... The Justin Schultz deal from the Edmonton Oilers, where the Penguins acquired Justin Schultz from the Oilers in exchange for a 2016 third-round pick. 
Now, Justin Schultz being with the Penguins from 2016 on to 2020, he played 234 games for the Penguins, scoring 22 goals, 91 assists, with a total amount of points of 113, with a plus-minus of plus 33. Beautiful stat line from Justin Schultz, a terrific left-handed defenseman when he played with either Latang or Trevor Daly for that matter and helping guys such as Brian Dumoulin and heck he even took a pay cut to stay with the Penguins for those two seasons after his contract was up so another beautiful staple on the Penguins blue line and that's all I have on him. And now we move on to the last trade that we will revisit. It took place around the trade deadline in the COVID short or the COVID shorted, um, the lockout year of uh, 2013. It was when the Penguins acquired 34-year-old Brendan Morrow, the Dallas Stars captain, and a 2013 third-round pick, which turned out to be 77th overall to Pittsburgh. For defensive, for defensive prospect Joseph Morrow, there's no relation behind that, in a 2020-13 fifth-round pick. Now, that third-round pick that the Penguins got with Brendan Morrow was conditional. I forget what the condition on that pick was, but pretty much uh, the Dallas Stars gave the lower of the three of the two third-round picks to Pittsburgh, which turned out to be 77th. Overall, and Brendan Morrow did in fact waive his no trade clause to become a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, in the lone year 2013, he played, he only played 15 games in Pittsburgh, scoring six goals, eight assists, 14 points, with a plus minus of plus five. That is a great stat line, almost a point per game in that half season. Heck of a playoff guy. One of the many big contributors to from the Penguins during that 2013 Stanley Cup playoff run. And a little in the big part about this trade is that third round pick. That's 77th overall pick. And with that pick, the Penguins drafted forward Jake Getzel with that third round pick. Now since 2016... In 375 career games for Getzel, he has 161 points, or goals, sorry, 180 assists for a total of 341 points with a plus-minus of plus 42. Jake Getzel is a big contributor with the Penguins, even to this day. Easily the Penguins' best winger on the team, and he has been since he was a rookie back in 26. I mean, his first ever career game. Two goals on Henrik Lundqvist, future Hall of Famer. Mm, that, was, that was still a heck of a game to watch, even though we lost that game. But Jake gets, I mean, right now he's the 14th best winger in the league, as I talked about earlier in the previous segment on the NHL Network ranking. Some Penguin players in the top 20 of their respected positions. But overall, Jake Getzel 
is elite. I could see him being a future captain after Crosby and Malkin and Latang retire if Getzel chooses to stay in Pittsburgh. So those are the five trades I wanted to revisit that of the best Penguins trades that they've made in the last 10 years. So that is going to do it for this episode of the Injures at the Point podcast. Uh, the next episode will be out on Wednesday, August 31st. So enjoy the rest of your day and I will talk to you all on Wednesday.